Hi, this is Jaden Scoville, host of Today's Healthy Kids, and this is our Future is Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 18-year-old Esmit and 15-year-old Domingo Sanchez-Gonzalez, both Hispanic. They went missing from their hometown of Lewisburg, North Carolina, August 8, 2008. Esmit is 5 foot tall, weighing 140 pounds, black hair and brown eyes. Domingo is 4 foot 4 inches tall and weighing 130 pounds. This appears to be a family abduction and may be in the company of their father and may have traveled to Mexico. Domingo has a scar on his left knee. If you know of Esmit or Domingo's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Esmit and Domingo, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. You will see Esmit's picture progressed to 18 years and Domingo's picture age progressed to 14 years. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids. Real Talk Radio. Do you sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to the Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids channel. Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the rest of the Paper Hope Street Team are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome to the program on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Erica Everleth, and this is Paper Hope Street Team. Our topic today is on social media and technology. Woohoo! We have with us today Rio Wade. Hi, and I'm here today too. This is Tamara. My she mommy <laughs> is the writer of the blog Paper Hope. Um, so today we are here to talk about social media and technology, and um, that means Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, StumbleUpon, all that stuff, MySpace, but that's dead now, <laughs> dead and gone. Um, so I kind of wanted to first distinguish like what we have, like just little tidbit thoughts on each of the major social media like empires. So Facebook obviously is the number one like monopoly of social empire, whatever, social media empire. Everyone knows Facebook around the world. Um, it's the number one kicked MySpace out, so it's, it's the social media. And then we have Twitter, which I don't know about you guys, but to me it's like the, it's mostly for people, the famous people or like adults that just want to advertise themselves or stay current in, you know, just... And yeah. I also feel like it's for those people who update their Facebook every five minute statuses <laughs> so that they have another place to do that where they can do that frequently. Yeah, because and I don't I don't use Twitter, so I know there's a whole lingo with like reblogging people or like Hashtags. mentioning their yeah, whatever that is. I mean there's <laughs> there's Twitter lingo that I don't really know about. And then you go to Tumblr, which to me is like the teen version of Twitter. Because Tumblr, they, they market it as being a blog. You can repost pictures or write things or share quotes or videos or whatever and explore everyone else's blog. So to me, that's just like the kid's version of tweeting. Yes, mom. Just make sure you define with Tumblr like what you mean by blog. Oh, well, yeah. We were talking today about the difference between what adults like Tamara see as a blog. To her, a blog is something that... Uh, is like a social forum where you're sharing your thoughts and things with other people. Whereas Rio and I were taking it as a Tumblr type blog, a Tumble blog, which is something more like a journal. And with Paper Hope, Rio and I were discussing how hard it is for us to write with pen and paper sometimes because mm -hmm. our heads and our minds just move way too quick for us, our like hand to write it down. So since our generation is so fluent with keyboards and stuff like that. It's a lot easier for us to have things like Tumble blogs on Tumblr or private journal blogs. Yeah, in Tumblr, 
I mean, it's it's kind of uncharted territory because it's kind of like the underground teen Twitter. So, and you can people can follow you and you can follow people, but it's really not a means of communication per se, more as like a personal way to get out your thoughts and opinions and all this stuff, jazz. And then there are also other things that people don't really mention, like stumble upon which is just the random site where you plug in your likes and then it just comes up with websites and pictures that it, you'd be interested in. And it's, it's really cool. There's not really any communication either. And then just random. Yeah, actually, uh, I learned in one of my college classes the other day, um, very relevant to this, that a new social media or social networking site is launched every single day. And I'm sure there's more than one, but a big one is launched every single day. So there's tons of things that you will encounter on the interweb. It is a huge, huge world. And there's so much social media, and it's so pertinent to today, especially for us teens, that it's inescapable pretty much. Yeah, and then another thing that has to do with the technology aspect of it is texting. And texting is life, basically, for teens nowadays, which is insane. Um, so one of the main things that you, people contribute, the, one of the negative things that people um, think about when they think of texting is sexting. And uh, no. No, no. <laughs> Don't no. do it. I know you hear that all the time, but sexting is such a big no-no, like... We just had a girl in school that, you know, she, I think she was one of the younger underclassmen, and she, you know, gave a picture to a guy over text message revealing herself, and what do you know, it ended up on everybody else's phone in the school. Yeah, and she approached me, and she was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And I was like, yeah, don't send those in the first place. <laughs> yeah. That For is real. bad. So, yeah. you know, you hear it all the time, sexting is a no-no, and you know, I know it's like... I don't know, hormones, something. <laughs> don't do it because you don't want anything that you um, wouldn't want published to be sent to anyone. That's the at main any time. point at, for anything texting, Facebook, internet, anything. You don't ever put anything out there that you wouldn't want to be published forever because it is published forever. When you put it online, it's there to stay. Like, it's archived. You can't just... You delete it, it's not deleted. People can still find it. People save pictures all the time. I know I have pictures of my friends from their old MySpaces when they were younger. Mm -hmm. Not as blackmail, but just because they're cute, you know? <laughs> but they go, oh, I hate that picture. Why do you have it? People probably have pictures of you that you don't even remember exist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyways, uh, you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. The show is Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Erica Everleth, and today our topic is social media and technology. And to go off of sexting and when you put something revealing or something inappropriate online or in a message, it never, ever, ever goes away. So now um, another thing we want to bring up is cyberbullying. And uh, we know these two things are really, really heavily covered in media on the news because cyberbullying has become such a danger in the world. There are kids who, for no matter what the reason, whether it's, you know, an issue of gender or, you know, sexual, um, like, attractions or whatever it may be, what they believe in religion, some, sometimes cyberbullying becomes so severe and so hurtful that it leads to kids taking their own lives or yeah. something just as dangerous, people getting assaulted, and it's not good. Cyberbullying... Um, is really dangerous and really important to know how to avoid. So we kind of just want to give you guys some guidelines on how to avoid cyberbullying. For me, one of the biggest things I could think of to help teens is limit who you add on Facebook as a friend. If you know that there's someone that is is you know popular for causing drama or someone that you don't get along with or someone that you don't really know all that well or that you've had beef with in the past, what is the benefit of adding them on Facebook? I mean, if you really dig down deep, because I've done this before, if you really dig down deep and you, you think about it, you add those people so that they can see what you're up to. You don't add them so that you can see what they're up to. I think Facebook and every, every other social media, including texting, has become a way to basically, you know, advertise yourself and gain popularity and gain fame. And that can be negative because when people do that, they're adding themselves on Facebook and they're doing things that they wouldn't normally do in real life or saying things or showing things. And it creates this, you know, false confidence. And it's you become someone that you're not or you become someone you're not in real life. And it's just it's it's getting scary to me. 
we talked about uh, the risky behavior, especially with younger teens that they have online, like uh, the pictures they post, the language they use, things they repost on blogs and all kinds of things like that on Twitter. It's getting really scary, honestly, to us as older teens to look back and think, oh my gosh, especially for me having a younger sister and stuff like that. Or Rio, who's Lindsay, her younger sister is way young for all of this right now, but she's going to encounter it. And it's really scary for us as sisters or as, you know, sister figures to young girls we know to look at that and go, oh my gosh, like, we don't want you posting that. We don't want that racy picture on Facebook. We don't want you to be talking like that. And... A lot of uh, the time when you're younger and you, you know, you feel like your Facebook or whatever your blog is your means of expressing yourself. And I totally agree with that and understand that. And I've personally had a conflict between feeling like um, what I should and shouldn't post on my website, on my Facebook wall. Yeah, it's Because hard. with my family, I have some very conservative people in my family. And how do you deny your aunt or your grandma <laughs> on Facebook? My grandmas have Facebooks. So it's like... <laughs> But then you post some things, like you get really mad at some girl and, you know, you're just ranting about stuff and you don't want to post that on Facebook and have her see that. So I was having an inner conflict between what I should be able to post and express myself because, you know, that is your form of expression a lot of times and what was not okay and finding a boundary. And so we started talking about um, the what, especially with parents who are on Facebook and what when parents see certain things they go oh my gosh like yeah. my kid is posting that on Facebook to me it relates to real life like just how you the internet is a way for you to express yourself just like you express yourself in real life but you also have to take into consideration there's a time and place for everything just like there is in the real world with business or employers or parents and respect you have for them and the things you say and do it's the same concept when it comes to social media and posting things that you would or wouldn't say in front of certain people. So, yeah, you want to be able to be yourself and say what you want, but there's a difference between being, you know, blatantly rude and disrespectful and just expressing yourself. Yeah, so in summary, don't post anything on Facebook that you wouldn't want quoted. Basically, nothing that you would want someone to say, hey, well, you said this because sometimes that can go against you. <laughs> So let's take a break. You're listening to Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Erica Everleth. Keep it right here on the Voice America Kids Network. opinions fresh opinions right here on voice america kids if a rash develops while listening do not discontinue use you're listening to voice america kids have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings of the voice america talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. about social media and technology. Uh, we just got done talking about how on in social media, kids maybe act differently and try to express themselves in maybe inappropriate ways on Facebook because they feel like they should do what they want. It's Facebook. Like, no one's going to come to my house and beat me up for it. But we also mentioned that there's a time and place for everything, just like there is in the real world, how there is on social media. And we also wanted to get into a little bit what happens when your parents get involved or your parents add you on Facebook or 
friends' parents add you on Facebook, and you know, what do you do when that happens? Do you do you keep things from them? Do you act differently when there's adults online with you? Like, what do you do? I definitely feel like it's a big issue because everyone and their mother has Facebook now, literally. Like literally. I said, my grandma has Facebook. Both, all of my grandparents. Oh, my grandma has Facebook. All my aunts. My yeah, mom. that would be my mom. Yeah, your mom. My grandma has a Facebook. And, and that's my mom stalks scary. me and she stalks you. So it, it doesn't have so a limit. Everyone gets parents stalked on Facebook, even Tamara. <laughs> her mom still stalks and her. And my mom stalks me. But we came up with the whole issue. What happens when a family member that you know, like I said, with my problem is very conservative or you don't want to offend maybe if you post something very angsty as a teenager and you're like, oh, my gosh, what's my family going to think of this? So um, actually recently Rio and Tamara had a situation that they wanted to share with you. Uh Do you want to tell it or do you want me to? (laughs) Well, okay, so there's a new feature on Facebook. Everyone knows it. You go into the status thing and you can block certain people from viewing status updates. And I really liked this Britney Spears music video, and I thought it was really cool, because I always, on my Facebook, I have dance videos and music videos, because I'm, I'm a music freak, so I have all that stuff on there. So I saw this video, and I heard the song, and I was like, this is really cheesy, but it's really cool, because it's like this whole story concept and all this stuff. But it was really raunchy, and I knew that if my grandma were to see it, or if friends of my mom's that I have posted on there, or have as friends, if I posted it, I would be getting crap from them. And I really didn't feel like getting crap from them, so I went ahead and I blocked all the adults from seeing that one video. And my mom saw that I had blocked. Because we have each other's passwords. Right, not for stalking reasons, but just because she goes and she likes to post her blog on my Facebook so that Mm -hmm. you know every one of my friends can see it, and I'm not really good at that stuff, so she does it for me. And she saw the video and saw that every post since then had been blocked because I didn't know that it doesn't take it off for the next time. I wasn't trying to block like everything from her, but I didn't realize it didn't come unblocked, and she saw that, and she came into my room when I was sleeping and (laughs) tried to talk to me about it. It was very hurtful. Like, my feelings were really hurt because I thought, why is she trying to hide this from me? This was just a video. It didn't... didn't, I didn't understand why I was included in the blocking when it was an artistic expression. And for me, um, hearing this story, I could really understand because of my whole issue with being, you know, cautious about what I'm posting on Facebook and who's seeing it, especially because I have a lot of family on Facebook. And it's an understandable risk um, or like an understandable worry that we have as teenagers with this caution since Facebook and social media is so pertinent in our lives now, even becoming in our parents' lives. My mom texts and Tamara texts and, you know, it's becoming a very integral, very natural part of our day and going from day to day. So I understood Rio in the sense that I was like, oh my gosh, I know what you mean. Like, I'm kind of scared to... Mm-hmm. express some of the stuff I right. want to on Facebook. But I think what the overall thing from this this discussion my mom and I had was post what you want. It's it's about the conversation you have when a parent notices it. It's not about hiding it. It's about being straightforward with what you want to say, what you want to post, what your interests are, and being able to discuss openly right. why they're your interests, why you like it, as opposed to just being afraid of their reaction. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm supposed to be a role model for this. Like, why did I suspect myself to being lame like that? It's also, for me, I realize it's the offline conversation that you have. It's, it's, it's being able to have that open line of communication with your daughter. So, mm-hmm. so this video was something important to her. It was something that she wanted to have expression. Yeah, it's a little risque, but she's a young woman. She's almost 18. Um, it's really not that bad. Like, it, and I mean, yeah. I want to go back to like my generation and kind of let moms kind of get in this headspace that you know we had Madonna and we had a video called "Justify My Love" and uh-huh. it, it was like crazy. People went nuts over this video, and this is kind of in the same spirit. And so, it, you know, really, it's not that bad, right? And that's what I should have just realized, mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to avoid the conversation that we would I knew we were gonna have since it is such a raunchy video. So I should have been the one to be like, all right, I'm gonna either talk to her before I post it or post it or something like that. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. The show is Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Rio Wade and today we're talking about social media, technology, the risks and the behavior and etiquette and all that fun stuff. Um, parents on Facebook, when you're friends with parents and friends of friends that have parents that are on Facebook, what do you do? Do you not 
say what you want to say? Do you say what you want to say and get reprimanded? You don't have to get reprimanded. No, I want to be the parent in the room and say that I think that as young women, you should be able to speak your mind and speak it tastefully mm-hmm. and be who Keyword. you are. You should be young women in the world and and be out there in that space. But if there's something that causes your family concern, they should be mature enough as well as you exactly. to, to have that conversation offline. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It needs to be a two-way street <clears throat> in, in the communication. It needs to be the parents being open to the fact that Facebook is kid-to-kid conversation, and it's going to be a little bit different dialogue than a kid-to-parent, and they can't attack the kid and be like, why did you say this? Why, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. So they need to be, they need to be, make sure that they're not jumping to conclusions, making assumptions, and the kids also need to not jump to conclusions and make assumptions that their parents are going to attack them. Yeah, so that was our main thing was talking about, you know, the conversation goes offline too. You want to be able to tell your parents or have your parents be able to approach you and say, what was that post about? Like with my mom, we have a very open dialogue relationship. She's pretty much my best friend. I always complain to her when there's (laughs) drama going on in my life. So for example, uh, there was an instance where my friend and I had a little inside joke going on about crushing on people. And we used a term that was probably not a good one. Um, We were calling each other crush whores. (laughs) So so we started counting up like, oh, I had a crush on him in high school. I had a crush on so-and-so. So So counting it up. And my number was pretty low, surprisingly, because I had a very long relationship in high school. And the friend I was talking about didn't really have that towards the end of high school. So she was like, oh, I'm such a crush whore, just as a joke. Just so as a then joke, talking about when crushes. When parents see that kind of language on Facebook, they go, whoa, 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 red flag, red flag. Why are you calling my daughter a hoe or whatever it is? And right. it's scary because that is affectionate almost yeah. for kids nowadays. It's totally like, oh, you know, let's go to the mall, you B-word. <laughs> right, I mean, maybe it's not, like, the classiest thing, but we do do that. And it's, like, parents, when you see that, you can't be like, what the heck are you doing? Like, blah, 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 get all mad. It's, like, you need to calm it down. Take a deep approach breath. Approach your kid and be like, hey, back. should I be worried about this? Is this a fight or is this just you being a kid? And that's the conversation we want to really make sure that kids and parents are able to have is maybe even to start off once you guys become friends and you accept that friend request say like all right mom I'm just warning you yeah <laughs> my yeah. friends say some stuff you might not like you might see stuff on my wall that you're not proud of but trust me I can handle myself right. and if you t- approach your parent like that I am sure that they will say okay i you are a mature, you are growing, you are being cautious of what you're saying, and if you think, like, if you're giving me your word that this is okay, then I'll be okay with it. Because when that doesn't happen, and you don't have those, not necessarily guidelines, but when you don't have that communication going on, then it kind of takes a turn for the worse, and then we have parents that are overly protective and stalk too much of the Facebook and they don't have the communication and we call them DPS parents because of a friend I have or in in media right now they're calling them helicopter parents where they track everything their kid does on social media everything their kid texts they have their phone passwords they have their Facebook passwords and they behind their back will check everything read everything and it's even gone as far as some of my friends parents have put GPS tracking devices in their kids phones and so they can't hang out with us ever because they're afraid or they, they, their parents don't let them do certain things. And it's like all it does to me is it teaches these kids how to lie and how to get around things as opposed to just having open communication. And it really makes kids uh, both fearful as having parents maybe on their Facebook and stuff. That's what's spurring that fear or that caution. And honestly, I would really lose respect for my parent if they did that, and it would definitely ruin my sense of trust, and I've known people who have had that problem. For me, it's like, how lazy can you be that you're not going to talk to me about it, and you're just going to make this overall rule that I'm not allowed to do anything, and then you're just going to stalk me? Like, why can't you just talk to me about it and have a conversation? Like, it, it makes kids think something is wrong between their relationship. So have a conversation if you have family, whoever it may be, especially parents on Facebook and keep it open and make sure that you guys understand the lingo and what's getting posted and that you are a mature adult about it. So let's take a break. You're listening to Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Erica Everleth. Keep it right here on the Voice America Kids Network.
Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m., whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Our show is Paper Hope Street Team, and the topic today is social media and technology. And this is something that Rio and I and Tamara are all really, really passionate about, and we want to let you guys know um, how to deal with it and the problems we have. So thank you for listening to us today, and we hope that we can give you some guidance. So on that note, we've come up with some rules and guidelines for social media, which includes Facebook, which includes the, all aspects of the mm. Internet, and especially includes texting. Yeah, do's and don'ts slash etiquette. <laughs> so protect yourself against predators. Make your Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, Tumblr, whatever it is, private so that you control who views it because especially when you're sharing personal information like now, you can't really avoid having your phone number on Facebook because everything is... Um, utilized for the mobile web so make sure that none of your information is getting shared you don't want that and even now Facebook has I've recently noticed um, when you I am yes. someone from a home computer or even your mobile it has a tracker on you it, it knows shows your location you, your GPS location no. of where you're yeah. yes oh my god I was I aming your mom last I did not night. know that and yeah. it showed my house and I was like oh my god yeah. someone knows where I'm at no so it will it will tell your, your physical yourself. location that just goes back to the point where you need to be careful of who you even add in the yes. first place on your Facebooks so yeah. I think we need to add that too to the list is be careful who you add not necessarily for the drama aspect but because you Safety. don't want certain people knowing that kind of stuff. Don't add people you don't know. Don't right. add people who, you know, maybe don't like you for that reason. Yeah. Um, like, definitely go through and take the time when you're getting your signing in an account or something on a social media platform. Take the time to learn the settings and how to go through and protect yeah. yourself. And I'm going to state the real obvious point here. Moms need to have conversations with their children about not going out and physically meeting with people they don't know. Ever, ever, ever. I actually know of families who have had this happen to, and this is real, and this is this is absolutely something that could happen in your family. I know, I actually know lawyers that prosecute sex offenders, and when Rio and I were first exploring the, the her having um, a Facebook or a MySpace, because this is how long ago, mm -hmm. um, I asked him, you know, what, are, what, what things should we be looking for? And he said, Tamara, it's not a matter of if she will be approached by a predator. It's a matter of when. Right. And the point is not to, not to say that your kids can't have these because they're going to be approached by people. I, I agree. It's, it's the fact that you need to 
you know, you need to enlighten them and talk to them about Just what to smart. do when it happens. Because avoiding it and pretending like it's not going to happen is stupid. It's going to happen. There's going to be creeps that are going to comment or ask or message. I've had three in the past couple of months live in Tucson, live places that totally, I, a different country. Like, I don't know you. Why are you asking me questions? I don't know you. Well, I can, I can speak to this just from our house and knowing what we knew back years ago with your MySpace. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't add those people. Yeah. That's it. That's just the way you stop the problem. We don't add those people. Rio doesn't interact with people she doesn't know, and thus she does not have face-to-face interactions with strangers. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's, it's not, um, you know, exactly relevant to say that a kid isn't going to get friend requests from people they don't know. I know, you know, friends of friends, it'll say the mutual friends. Pay attention to mutual friends and get to know which of your mutual friends are those people who just add every person that accepts them. Because Because, when you have that friend on that you know, comment if that's your only mutual friend, do not add that person because chances are you don't want that person on your friends list. For me, I have people that add me and like maybe we have like sixty mutual friends, but like all of them are people that have graduated three yeah. years ago <laughs> and they go to parties all the time and it's like, okay, you just met this person at a party and that's why they're a mutual friend. Like, no. And Oops. it's not bad to make friends because, granted, when you're in high school and say, like, it's a friend of a friend who goes to another high school and they just want to make some friends at your school, you know, that's not a terrible thing. And it's one thing to say, oh, we hang out with the same group of friends. But Let's qual- all go do something. Qualify yeah. it. There yeah. is something to be said for, you know, meeting new people in numbers. So it's never not negative. Go meet, yeah. Never go meet someone by yourself. Mm. Never meet someone that you don't have some kind of connection with and someone to say, okay, that person is an okay person. You're not going to be in danger because even with me um we were talking about this and i said i even feel cautious sometimes hanging out with people alone that you've seen right that, that, that i that you know, know that, that you know in your own world yeah, that i'm not even really you know hesitant to speak to maybe in person but even in my classes some people would be like hey let's hang out come to this party and i'm like um <laughs> i don't know yeah. about that one yeah so you know, state the obvious, but in all reality, it's not a bad thing. Just make sure that who you're accepting friend requests to and talking to are legit, you know, just make sure. And that's where parents come in and have, you know, talk about it because there are steps and rules and, and certain tactics you can use to make sure that that all works out fine. And then another thing we wanted to talk about was people hacking your Facebook. Not necessarily like legit hacking your Facebook and stealing information, but friends that you leave your Facebook open at like a party or something and your friends get a hold of it and then write inappropriate things on it. Yeah, um, quickly, this happened to me recently. A couple of guys that live in my floor in my dorm in the dorms, community living situation, you know, to make friends, you leave your door open, people come and say hi, whatever. Um, they got on my little laptop that was open. My Facebook was open. Guys, make sure you log out of your Facebook and you will avoid this problem. <laughs> but I didn't log out of my Facebook and they were, you know, browsing through my Facebook there and they posted something about how I liked to party and all this stuff, which is not me. And granted, I was like, oh, you know, it's just a joke. I'm not going to delete it yet. You know, I didn't really have the means to because I was on my mobile at the time. But then I people who saw it and commented on it and said, oh, yeah, right, because they know who I am. But then my best friend's mom apparently took it literally. Mm. And I was like, holy cow. Like, it's shocking because some people post some very inappropriate, dirty yeah. stuff. And you're like, okay, you know, yeah, that person did not say that because you see what they post on Facebook. And it's kind of shocking that some people think that stuff is true. But so it happens. So beware of hackers. It's it's for it's mostly for parents because kids really either you don't care that it's inappropriate or you know that it's not really them. But parents or relatives or whatever on Facebook that see that or like teachers or so I know people that have like coaches on there and all this stuff. They'll be like, oh my god, what is wrong with this person? Just just be nice. Like when you're when you're on someone's Facebook, don't make it that crazy because you never know who they have on their Facebook. I've gotten in trouble for it before. My friends have posted really nasty stuff on my my Facebook and mom would be in the other room and she'd be like, take that down. You have important people on your Facebook that can't see that, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like, whatever. So, I mean, it's just, it's important for parents to, <laughs> to make sure that you know that it's a hack. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. The show is Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Rio Wade, and our topic today is social media and technology. (laughs) 
so we're all a little scatterbrained today. We're just gonna give you that warning. But yeah. Well, yeah, we so, forgot to <laughs> we forgot to give you a little warning that we all had a lot of coffee. So we're kind of we're doing really well. I'm proud of us right now <laughs> that we're holding this together super fast. So <laughs> if you coffee. can't understand, send us a message. You know, at voiceamericakids.com. <laughs> Mention us. You know, and we'll answer your question and clarify <laughs> what the heck were you guys talking about good segue good segue <laughs> but anyways so we're gonna finish up our little list of rules and guidelines like we said we're stating the obvious um with texting we're gonna do a little topic on that real quick texting and driving you all know that's a big no-no but chances are you know someone who's been affected by texting and driving it's Facebooking and driving worse than drinking and driving just because yeah. everyone texts. I've seen adults texting oh, and yeah, driving, it's horrible. and I want to honk my horn at them because I do. I've <laughs> seen firefighters I'm and like, truck stop. drivers and, and garbage truck driver people texting. Stop oh texting my God. and driving. No, it it's not worth it. Just put it. It's because what happened back not, in the day. We were also talking about purse. this today. Back in the day, before there was texting and Facebook on your phone and all of this stuff, you had to drive to your freaking friend's house, ring the doorbell, and ask if they could come out and play. Like, I want to bring that back. Yeah, seriously, let's bring that back. And really, whatever you're texting, whatever you're doing, if it's that important, call. It can wait. And if you don't need to call, you wait 10 minutes to where you get where you're going. Like, yeah. seriously. It's the most over, like, it's said so much, but it's so important. And people need to actually take it in. We're going to um, look up, there's an app. Uh, I don't know if it's Apple Android, but there's an app that will actually text your friends back and tell them that you're driving. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to look it up and find out a lot what of it friend, is. A, a lot of actually phones have it built in now, and you can set it's almost like an away message if you've ever dealt with an instant messenger that's like that. Um, and then our last thing that we kind of mentioned on the note of texting um, is um, the blog post that Tamara did on the Paper Hope blog at paperhope.com. Um, it's about present absenteeism, which basically deals with when you're in someone's physical presence, you guys got to lunch, you're dealing with family especially, and you're not there completely. You're on your phone, you're texting, you're checking Facebook, and you're not fully putting yourself in the situation. And it's become so important, and we just want to tell you guys to have more face-to-face -face time and respect the people mm -hmm. you love and you care about and you want to spend time with. Put your phone away. And if it's something important, say... Like Tamara will ask us if something important saying, hey, guys, I'm going to have my phone at the table because this, this, this. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and it's very respectful, and you will have better relationships that way. Yep. I've been You'll doing, feel more human. I know. I've been doing it for the past couple of weeks, and it's been amazing. And what I hear in my head, or these words have been around a long time, but I just keep saying, be here now. Yeah, so go check out the post. It's called Present Absenteeism, and it's at paperhope.com. Absolutely. So let's take a break. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Rio Wade. Keep it right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. It's almost showtime. Tune into Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team.
welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Rhea Wade, and today we are talking about social media and technology. And we just basically threw up all of our ideas on you for the past three segments. So now we're going to get into our next segment, which is the daily details. Um, since we have a short time, and our daily detail was all three kind of the same, um, Mom actually came up with it, and we all kind of agreed that that was what happened this week. This is what we did. I, I'm going to give you my daily detail, and that is that I have spent the last month kind of cleaning out my Facebook, and I think it's very timely that we talk about it because I think it's something very difficult to do, and I did a lot of soul-searching before I went through and did it, but once you do it, um, it's very freeing, and I'm actually seeing a lot of people doing this, mm -hmm. and the reason for me doing it was to try and get rid of any kind of anxiety that I had when I was seeing people posting things that were either negative or um, people commenting on things that I was posting that weren't very nice. And, right. you know, my Facebook is for me. It's my world. It's my place to be in the world. And if people aren't going to be, behave nicely in my world, I don't need them Yeah, there. there's no need for negativity on something like that. It's your website basically it's your wall it's your pictures it's you don't want negativity so if someone's causing negativity in your stream then get rid of them so yeah this week our all mutual our all three of us our daily detail has been that we're just going to purge our facebooks of negativity and people that we don't want to see on there so we're also going to challenge you to do that realize that you know it's your life and your facebook and the people like that don't matter just like you wouldn't put up with their crap in person <laughs> right when you wouldn't hang out with them you don't need them on your facebook mm -hmm. you'll be much happier and much more productive as tamara can attest to and it it'll just be a good situation <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I highly recommend doing that well i don't i go f a step further when you say delete people i don't just delete them as friends i block them so that they can't see anything i can see like, oh good point and i don't see any of their stuff because i've i have three people on my facebook that i know that if i see a post or a comment about something to do with them. I don't want to be reminded of their existence, honestly. <laughs> I don't want to know what they're up to. I don't want to know who they're hanging out with. I don't want to know how they feel because it's just going to make me upset and angry and sad. So it's like, as, as opposed to making myself go through that, just block them completely. That way they can't see anything you do. You can't see anything they do. And there's no nonsense about it. That just That's is good. what it is. That's healthy. So, I mean, blocking is always an option too. Yeah, and it's it's a lot more freeing, too. I understand with me, I, I was talking to them this week about how I struggled with there's someone that I, even though I hate seeing the crap they post on Facebook, it always has to do with me. I totally get so it. So yeah. I, it's like you're hesitant because you're like, I don't want them talking behind my back and then them saying something terrible and me not knowing, being I get completely it. oblivious. But really take that step and realize that your happiness and your peace of mind when you're mm -hmm. on Facebook is so much more worth it. And in, in all reality, what are you going to do when they post something about you? So be it. They're the immature ones, not you. Why do you even care if you see it? And relating back to what we were talking about, rules and guidelines, this is the whole thing with the shield. People put up this shield mm -hmm. um, and they think that they can say whatever they want. They can insult people. They can pick fights when they're on Facebook. And you would never see them doing that in real life. So, you know... As an, a, a mature teenager growing into your adulthood, you know, you need to realize when to hold back and be adult about it. And if someone's posting crap about you, just delete them. Just walk block away. Them, yeah. Be the bigger person. And they may say, you know, oh, she ran away. She deleted me, blah, blah, blah. She's a chicken or he, for that matter. It's like, no, you're a chicken too. <laughs> well, well you're no, a, you're really the stronger person. You're the bigger person. You're the being the mature one. You're not talking crap right. over the interweb. If you don't partake in any interweb. of that, then <laughs> you're, you're the one being mature. So don't be afraid to delete block people. So one last thing before we leave this topic and go into random questions. Um, if you guys have any questions about this topic, moms, if we've kind of blown your mind with all of this <laughs> stuff, um, yeah, I know. You're Email blowing my mind. You're blowing my mind. <laughs> Email us at info um, at paperhope.com or voiceamericakids at yahoo.com and make sure you mention Paper Hope Street Team. We would love to hear from you. This is a significant topic, and we've just kind of rattled off through this like mm. super fast. It's yeah. huge, and we had a lot to cover, but we just want to make sure that if you have any questions, we can address them. 
Okay, random questions. This question isn't really random, the first one, because I've been getting asked this since I was like 12 years old because the people I babysit for, my sister that lives with my dad, I mean, everyone would always ask me, what age did you get your first cell phone? What age did you get your MySpace or Facebook? What age, what age, what age, what age? And so we're, my opinion, our opinion, I don't know about you guys on those things, is having a cell phone... For kids, it means texting. It doesn't mean having a phone to call because no one cares about calling. You use a landline. To have a phone means to text people. And for me, the importance of texting doesn't really come into play until middle school. Like sixth maybe, but definitely seventh, eighth grade through high school because what happens is you start getting more freedoms since you're older and you're 14, 15, 16, and, you know, friends start making plans to go to the movies or the mall or bowling or whatever. And if you don't have a phone and you're not texting, you don't get that mass text that's, hey, do you want to go to the movies on Friday with everyone? You don't get that as the kid without a cell phone. So I think it's actually important for kids to have texting cell phone whether it be a limited amount or whatever middle school and high school so what you're saying to translate for adult speak is it's in, it's important to their social growth yeah it exactly for to be growth. included because i know when when kids approach parents and be like well i want a cell phone because everyone else has a cell phone parents shut down right. it's like don't shut down right away because if you just listen a little more intently the reason they want a cell phone is not because everyone else has one. It's because they want to be included. They want to be included with the new, exciting freedoms that they're getting as they grow as a person and into their. I high love that point. I love. I love that articulation. And especially, kids feel like if they don't get that text, especially because no one really calls around anymore, or if they don't have a Facebook account to see that you know post or get that event invite about going bowling or going to a movie, mm-hmm. they don't get that. They're not included, and it. It takes away from their friendships, and it's it's really hurtful as the child to hear the parents say, "No, you can't have a cell phone." It's because, because they're not understanding. Because parents they're coming from it, they're kind of almost taking it as, "Okay, I don't get to socialize." Yeah, so it's different. It's not I want a cell phone because everyone else does. I want to show off. It's I want to be included and in in you know experience these new freedoms that all my friends are experiencing also. So communicate with that. So yeah. All right, so you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. The show is Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Erica Everleth. Our topic today is uh, social media and technology, and we're just on our section with random questions, summarizing everything pretty much. Um, we have another question. Oh, we're going back we to the age. to finish the answer because yeah. texting is just one thing because I remember when I was little, I did not have a MySpace until freshman year, and all of my friends had a MySpace when they were, like, sixth grade. And so... Sorry. No, I no. Now being older, I can agree with you because, I mean, having a Facebook at a young age, the, you're not really going to utilize Facebook for what it's for, really, at this point in your life. If you're that young, if you're like 11, 12, yeah, 13. My eight, nine, 10 year old uh, step siblings have Facebook accounts. They have like maybe nine friends, and it's me, their parents, you know, my sister. It's um, mostly at that age. I found it's for the games that Facebook offers. Right. And it's almost like parents trust Facebook, or at least my parents, because they use Facebook. And they know that in these types of games, it's not like um, like an RPG type game where they're right. exposed to whoever wants to make an account. You see who's on their friend list, and those are the only people they can interact with on those games. And I, I want to add also that with regard to like age limit for Facebook... Older children probably are better suited for Facebook, especially with what's going on right now with the spamming with, oh, yeah. with the images. Definitely. There's a lot of it's, nude images on Facebook it's now. Pretty, it's pretty bad. Right. And I just want to kind of put that out there for parents that, you know, if you have younger children that are on Facebook, um, be aware that that's legitimate. Um, Rio and I have even come across some of it. So, um in our opinion, Facebook's probably there for... High school-aged kids. For kids who are like 13, 14 and right, older. Because for me, when you're in middle school and you go to high school, if you have a Facebook, it's good for everyone to add friends. and Because like, you're obviously going to be meeting a ton of new people. And you're going to talk about homework and social right. gatherings and football games. There's going to be invites and mm-hmm. people posting for school and all this other stuff. So, I mean, Facebook around high school, texting cell phones around middle, middle school. school. And for reasons other than because everyone else has one. So that's our advice on that topic, subject, question. Um, 
Next week, we're going to... What are we going to be talking about next week, guys? Oh, I love next week's topic a lot. What is it? I forgot. Uh, I will give it to you. <laughs> I want to give it to you. Scattered brain today, um, like I want. Next week, we're going to be talking about... Um, Gifts on a budget and mm. the spirit of giving. Gotcha. Because it's coming. for holidays. Because we have, me and Erica are like crafty, crafty crafts. So <laughs> we have like a lot of cool <laughs> ideas to, you know, recycle your old things for other people for Christmas because less fortunate, maybe you donate things or even amongst your friends, you give an old something for a gift or whatever. So we have a lot. We have recommendations for gifts, holiday parties, and games, and just how to keep the spirit up in the holiday oh, season. Yeah. And that's going to do it. Thanks for joining us. Listen to the show weekly on voiceamericakids.com, the show's Paper Hope Street team. Contact us at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Mention our names, Rio, Erica, and Tamara, and the show. And you can also email us at info at paperhope.com, which is where you can find Tamara's blog. Thanks again for listening. And we just want to give a real quick shout-out to our producer again this week, my little sister, Lindsay. Woo! Yay, Lindsay. <laughs> She's six years old, so that's, like, pretty awesome. Producing prodigy. So, what up? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We continue to cry for help, and all you can do is laugh? Love it. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Hey, thanks for listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bye for now. Bye.